0: So I started sharing from First uh, John three eight, uh, our theme which is He came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy such works like now uh, the people who are trying to attack this prayer meeting. He came to destroy such works, and these works will be destroyed tonight in the name of Jesus. And I started by sharing and saying that uh, Paul tells us in Galatians four. Chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 47, that when the fullness of time came, God sent his son to die for us, to redeem those under the law that we might receive full rights of sons. You know, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, the people in the past who were under the law, There are certain things they could not do. They could not resist the devil. They could not stick, you know, they could not stand against the works of the enemy like us in the new dispensation. And God saw that this could not be done in any other way. He sent his son to die for us. And by that act, he redeemed us from being under the law, but also gave us the rights to be sons. So these rights as sons, they give us now the power. They give us the mandate to be able to destroy the works of the enemy. It is this very right that we obtain through Christ. Because verse 6 says, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So we're able to call to the Father, Abba, Father. It is the spirit that comes into our hearts that is able to give us the authority as sons to call our father, Abba Father. So, and he's the one that, verse 7 says, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. Since you are a son, God has made you also a heir. So that means that our position changed from being slaves, from being people who just receive what is just given, from being people who are, are, are recipients to being active participants in the gospel, in the kingdom. And so God promoted us at that very point that Paul is talking about, at the fullness of time, when Christ comes into the earth and puts on the human flesh and dies on the cross. In that act, he was dealing with the forces of darkness. He was taking the keys and bringing them back to us. He, through that act, was able to give us the rights as sons. And therefore, we can now call Abba Father. We can now, through that spirit, be able to break everything that was not able to be broken under the law. Because we know that the law kept people captive. They could not do much. They, kept, they, they, they could not rise above the law. But not until that was broken. Not until the slave mentality was broken. Now we are able to come as sons and be able to take up our positions and be able to know that we can take that authority that was given to us that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We can now come as sons and and, and as children of the Most High to be able to take the rightful place to command things to be and to speak things into being and to command the enemy to be silenced. And I want to tell you and encourage you this evening through what we are going to share that as a because I wanted to begin with this point for you to understand your position that have, even as we talk you have been promoted from being a slave, you have been promoted from being just an ordinary person you are a child of God, you are a heir with Christ Jesus so you have taken on that and because of that you can now be able to stand and, uh, and, and rise against every scheme and rise against every power and be able to resist the enemy and uh, and be able to destroy the works of the devil. That's why the Bible. We need to remember that uh, uh, we are born as sons of uh, the devil, sinners, born in iniquity. But by believing into Christ, we are reborn with God's life, so that we may become children of God, those who have uh the, the divine life and nature. So this very thing that. Uh, was, was, was done was to be able to for us to change our position okay? and this is true because Christ came, uh, he became really the reality of sin, he became a sin offering for us and he put on the likeness of the flesh of sin, he lived for the, the time he was on earth, he experienced what we experience today and yet he did not sin and so he died as a man in the flesh he, with feelings like we have, with, with emotions like we have, that's why he reached the point and said, Father, why have you forsaken me? So he came and took on the very flesh that we have as human beings. And because he did that, he was able to condemn sin. In this flesh, he was able to deal with the difficulties, with the challenges that are within this flesh that we have and possess today. The things that control you, the things that disturb you, it means we are able to, through that act of Christ, we are able to have power over them. And that's why I want to encourage you that we need to understand that he nullified, he destroyed, he annihilated anything that the devil had done. When Christ came and died for us, he was in that process of living on earth, of, of sharing the gospel, of the things that he was doing, all that process. He was nullifying, he was destroying, he was annihilating, and, and, and dealing with every process that the, the, the devil had done in the past. So do you have anything that looks like the works of the devil in your life? you have come to the right platform. Anything that is contrary to God's word, anything that stands against God's promises, anything that is that, that, that is promoting the agenda on the other side in your life that does not glorify God in your life, that has been standing and broken your way, it means that you need to allow Jesus to be manifested in your life, because it is for this purpose that he was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. It's just like actually one of his mission, why he came, was to deal with the things that we could not deal in our own, and that was to deal with the enemy, to deal with the devil, to deal with his works, praise the Lord. So Jesus destroyed the works of the devil wherever he went. He went on demonstrating for us to be able to do the same. We see him being able to deal with the works of the enemy right from his ministry, how it starts up to the end. He was demonstrating dealing with the works of the devil at every opportunity that he got. I want Maureen to read for us uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 35, 41. Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 35, 41. Maureen, can you read for us?
1: Okay, Luke chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Verse 35 to 41, it says, Luke chapter 4, verse 35 to 41, it says, Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out with, without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out, and the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God, but you rebuked him, I would not allow them to speak, because they knew who he was, the Christ. Doctor, should I continue?
0: Thank you, Maureen, even if you, you stop there. The, the point is that certain, you know, certain works... They are not obvious. They are always hidden behind the natural phenomena. That's one thing that we need to appreciate from this uh, 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 text tonight. That in all these situations, which seem to be normal, you know, when Jesus turned to them, he always saw something beyond what physical eyes were able to see. And so we saw that when people are just seeing a storm, Jesus is seeing something else and he commands the storm to 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 to, to, to come down. When people are seeing uh, Peter's mother sick of fever and they are about to bring maybe malaria tablets. I don't know that time. Maybe they had some herbs. Jesus is quick to see is the devil hiding behind this fever and rebukes the fever and this woman gets up and, 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 and we begin to see when he does his ministry that through the things he was doing, he was all the time exposing every high doubt of the enemy. So it means that the enemy does not expose himself in a, in a, 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 an, a way that will easily understand him. He hides behind obvious things. He he hides behind uh, natural phenomenon. And if you are not careful, you'll begin to treat something as if it is a natural phenomenon, as if it is something which is supposed to happen. And that is what exactly is happening today. People will carry on and you find somebody saying, oh, my headache, you know, oh my backache i have been with this backache for 20 years or oh, they begin to actually take on some of these conditions and begin to live with them and begin to manage them either with painkillers or with other ways of surviving but jesus comes into the the situation in their time and 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 when people begin to when such things begin to manifest He comes on the stage and challenges them and says, I have been, I've come, I've been made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And he sees the works of the devil in all these situations. As we are going to be reading, he sees and begins to rebuke the storm, begins to rebuke the fevers, he begins to rebuke demons out of people. And so when people were seeing ordinary things, Jesus was seeing something else. So, Jesus, at every moment, we see him rebuking the enemy. Maureen, you can read for us maybe Matthew 16, to 23 We can see another experience there. Matthew 20, 16, 22-23. I hope you don't mind reading for us, uh, Maureen.
1: It's okay, Doctor. Matthew 16, 22-23. Okay, it says, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord," he said. "This this shall never happen to you." Jesus turned to Peter, "Get behind me, Satan! You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men."
0: Praise the oh. Lord.
1: Here we see
0: Jesus rebuking, eh, rebuking uh, 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 Peter. You know, when every time you know somebody may be speaking. And you think maybe what they're speaking is okay. But, you know, there are times when Jesus came out and said, you know, he would rebuke. Every time he saw the enemy trying to challenge his ministry, trying to come to him in ways that, you know, others would not see, he was quick to rebuke the enemy. And we see this over and over and over again. You know, Peter gives us something that I've I've always uh, uh, thought about in First Peter 5 8, he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil roams around like a running lion looking for somebody to devour. You know, meaning that the enemy is, you have to be sober in order to identify what actually the works of the enemy are going on in your life. Or else, the enemy is so cunning that he lives in a savannah grassland, you know, in a savannah, it's color is more or less the same as the grassland where it is and so you need to be keen for you to recognize him at a distance or else he will come so close and he will always resemble the grasslands where he is and you may not easily look or identify him not until it is too late for him to divide you and so peter uses that experience and says Therefore, be sober, be vigilant, because the, your adversary, your enemy, is always roaming around and coming in this grass savanna carefully, trying to seek whom he can devour, trying to see if he can, t- he can destroy you. And so the works of the enemy are always disguising. He doesn't come up and show up in a way that you easily identify him. He will come through circumstances and things that are, they seem to be normal, they seem to be things that you understand, maybe. But, you know, hiding behind the things you can easily say, oh, this is just malaria. Let's just go and, and get treatment. This is a, this is typhoid. Let, let's go and maybe get treatment. This is, you know, but Jesus at that time begins to identify how cunning the enemy works and how he is... Uh, 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 he is is a, a kind of um, a, a jumpy or, you know, the way he can easily hide. And, and so he takes opportunity that at every moment he was able to rebuke him. Everywhere he went, the devil's works were shattered. Praise the Lord. Was shattered. And that's why in Matthew 12, he says, But if I, by the Spirit of God, I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you okay we know that today there are very many people who have problems with casting out demons it's as if demons are their friends or their you know relatives but jesus is saying if i cast out by the spirit of god i cast out the demon then the kingdom of have come it means that if i actually for example we say i was saddened by by the minister of uh, uh, work saying there is a, a, a tree by which a doctor was claiming 500 million. Uh, if not, the work will not go on. And, and you know, presenting maybe to parliamentarians who are equally lost about the matter. And I was like, why doesn't he show up uh, uh, and, and, and call some of us and we're going to cut this tree? Mm-hmm. You know, because every time you deal with the works of the enemy, you cast out the enemy, the kingdom of God comes. Every time you resist him, then you are allowing the kingdom of God to take place. If Christians had mobilized themselves to go and cut cut down that tree that was an impediment, it would mean that actually the, the works of the enemy would have been destroyed and consequently the kingdom of God would come. So the kingdom of God is able to expand into a territory where the works of the enemy have been destroyed. If you have had witchcraft in the family or altars in the past, the time you actually take a decision and you are bringing God's people to be able to burn these altars and destroy these schemes, it means that now you are inviting God. You are inviting the presence of God. So every time the presence, the the works of the enemy are destroyed, every time demons are cast out, you are inviting the kingdom of God to take place. And so may God help us to educate our people to be able to know that every time in your office, if you actually cast out those demons, those fetishes, those things that have been placed in offices for people to keep power, every time you challenge them and burn them, the kingdom of God comes. Every time you stand against the works of the enemy, you are saying, God, let your kingdom come. So that's why Jesus is demonstrating this. And everywhere he went, we see him casting out. We see him dealing with every power of darkness. All of us are seen as we need God's salvation. Those who are ensnared right now, those who are trapped, those who are troubled, those who are tormented by the devil, we need God's salvation. We need his power. And it's for this reason that he came Because First 1 Timothy 1.15 says Faithful is the word And worthy of all acceptance That Christ Jesus came into the world To save sinners Of whom I am the worst Or am foremost And so it means that as people Are getting out of these snares Are getting delivered Are getting out of the, the, the devil's torment Are getting out of the, uh, the temptations Of the enemy They are being saved That means the works of the devil is being destroyed because the devil intends to keep people in poverty, to keep people troubled, to keep people trapped, to keep people tormented. He's happy when they're enslaved and ensnared. And so when you break these boundaries and break these chains and break those powers and break the things that torment people and keep them in bondage, it means you are expanding the work of God and you are causing the works of the enemy to be destroyed. And that 's why we are rising up that 's why we are going to keep under that 's why Christians are on the move to be able to invade territories, and when we get to these territories, we are able to push the works of the enemy to the border. We are able to push and kick them out of the, of the way. And so in every way that the, the Lord enables you, whether it is at the level of your home, whether it is at the level of your, of your of, of ministry in terms of where God has placed you in the workplace, ensure that the works of the enemy do not flourish. Because every time you stand up and rebuke them and deal with them, the kingdom of God will come. There's a testimony of a a bishop in town who, who, which, which really encouraged me. He said he he went to UK to preach and uh, this church where he went, the the first person that got a miracle was a wife of the, of the pastor. And when this wife wore the corset in the neck, uh, the power of the spirit came upon her and she got healed. They took this guy after the service to Max and Spencer to buy him suits and buy him stuff. And was so excited. He got all these things that they had bought for him and went to the hotel and just slept over them. And while he was sleeping, he got a dream that three men from his clan came with spears. And they started asking him, who allowed you to come here? Don't you know we put a restriction that none of you should live, ever leave?" the area where they were coming from. Who gave you the permission to come? They were asking him. The guy says he started serious prayer and warfare, not until a hole was created and he saw these guys falling with their spears into that ditch. And so every time the, the, the enemy is, is always trying to put roadblocks and, 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 and bottlenecks and, and, and resistance, and he doesn't want you to progress beyond where he has kept your family, you know, uh, in bondage. He doesn't want people to come up, he doesn't want people to be able to be free to worship God. And so when you are able to stand against the works of the enemy, And to challenge the status quo. If the people are not going to church. And you are challenging the status quo. People don't want to go to school. And you are challenging the status quo. You are destroying the works of the enemy. The good thing is that God has given us free will. We know that God has given us free will. He has given us free will. To be able to choose. What we want. But when we choose the Lord like many of us have done, when you make a commitment to choose the Lord, it means the Lord will begin to operate in your life to destroy the works of the devil. The moment you accept Christ, it means you are asking him to begin to come into your life and to destroy the works of your, the enemy At, in your individual life, in your family, in your workplace, everywhere you go. It means you have given God that mandate to be able to deal with every. That's why when you get saved you don't remain the same. There are certain things that will change. Certain things that you will have to, to, to change. If you were grow, grown up in a home where you were offering to some idols and, and there was some altar and something that you are doing then if you accept Christ that cannot continue. You've got to challenge that status quo. And so may God help that we'll be able to exercise and work with him in destroying the works of the devil in our lives, in our homes, in everywhere. He's, he's, he's given us opportunity to do that. Any ground we've ever given to the enemy, knowingly or unknowingly, we will be reversed. We will be nullified, We will be destroyed. And certain we'll eventually be evicted. That is what you get. That's why I began by by, by telling you in Galatians 4 that we were given the spirit of sonship. And and this spirit of sonship means we are heirs, And that gives us a certain authority, a a certain mandate. And so even when Things have gone wrong in your family. Things have gone wrong in your life. And either knowingly or knowingly, you allowed the devil, they cut you, you enter into some kind of sacrifices and some kind of, of engagement that, you may, that may be satanic. The moment you become committed to God, these can be reversed. These can be nullified. These can be destroyed. You can be redeemed. You can enjoy the presence of God. May God help us. That whatever we see Jesus doing, especially when he was on what we, 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 we see him, what we, we saw him doing when we read scriptures, we can be able to do it. We can be able to do the same. Like I've read a mention, when you read Mark chapter 1, 23 to 28, there's an interesting story there. A man with an unclean spirit started crying out saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. This was a spirit speaking through this man in Mark 1. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But verse 25 says, Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And the spirit conversing him and shouting with a loud voice came out of him. Praise the Lord. That's why I was saying that we need to be able to identify. Not everyone that is saying hallelujah, not everyone that is saying praise the Lord, not everyone that is saying yeah, we, we are praying, is actually praying. ...to the synagogue. And he started shouting. He had a clean spirit. said, Jesus, we know you. You are the Holy One. You are the, you know... People can be able to say some of these things. God, you're amazing. You are holy. You are, they, can, they can say these things. But it is actually not them, but actually the devil speaking. And so as Jesus was quick to be able to deal with this spirit and rebuke it, may we be wise to be able to identify most of these powers and forces and deal with them and rebuke them and command them to come out. Matthew 12, 28, like I've already told you, every time you're doing that, you're causing the kingdom of God to come. But we see another experience in chapter 15 of Matthew 22 to 28. Maureen, do you want to read that? Matthew 15, 22 to 28.
1: Matthew 15, to 28. says... A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away. She keeps crying out for us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came, knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, don't try to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said, woman, you have great faith. Your request request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Praise the Lord. Amen.
0: We see this Canaanite woman who also came and her daughter had a problem. And, and and she knows, she, she also knows the the, 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 the the she knows the Lord, she knows her boundaries, she knows what she wants, and she begins to push on. And even when Jesus had actually kept quiet, Jesus had decided to ignore her. Jesus had just decided not to answer. Not until the disciples came and started begging that, you know, this woman is crying loud, she's going to wear us out. Maybe hear her and do something for her. And, and Jesus comes and says, you know, I've not just come for people who are righteous like you. I've not come for people who are okay, I've, I've come for the lost sheep. I've come for people who really need me. But, you know, as this woman, because she maybe knew the law, and, and she kept on saying even, even dogs really receive crumbs from the You know, she said, please, whatever you can do, do it. And we see that her daughter was able to be made well. Is the Lord was able to be made well because of her persistence. And so may God help us so that we can be able to understand that when we we see Jesus being strict on every situation that came into his life, every story that we read, we begin to see him being keen to identify where the enemy was, was working, where the enemy wanted to glorify himself, where the enemy was shouting louder, And he was able to silence every decent voice. Every kind of voice that was contrary to his mission and his purpose. Jesus had come to destroy the works of the enemy. Is there anything that is contrary to God's word? Anything in your life that has been standing out that is contrary to God's word? Jesus came to destroy such works. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter thirteen, verse 10 to 17, we now see actually another woman with a spirit of informity. Ma- 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 Maureen, you can read it again also. Luke chapter 13, 10 Luke 13?
1: It, it says, On a Sabbath, On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, "Woman, you can be set free from your infirmity." He put his hand on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. He indignant, before, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, "There is for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath." The Lord said to him, "You hypocrites!" Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for it. Eighteen long years be set free on the Sabbath day from what When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mawili. Now, it's it's interesting the same kind of situation here that we are seeing. You this woman with you know she had bent back, back. And for the the times you know that we are living in, the doctors would have been quick to give a diagnosis. They would have been quick to say this is maybe a kyphosis. With its differentials, usually the doctors don't have one diagnosis. They, they will give you one diagnosis and say you're suffering from this. But if it is not that, maybe it is erodosis or escoriosis. And so this woman would have been given a condition. And I can imagine in our, in our setting today, maybe they would be looking for money, soliciting money to send this patient to India for treatment. Because maybe the doctors here cannot actually manage this condition. And so when people are still wondering, maybe she had come to church and, 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 and they, have, they begin to discuss her case and maybe to raise funds in order to help her. They're looking at what could have caused this problem. Could it be osteoporosis? Could, it, could she have gotten maybe a you know, they're looking at the cause jesus gives a final diagnosis and says this is a spirit of informity that has been there for 18 years do you know how many people in our context like i've shared before that are struggling with spirits of informity and, and and people are busy looking for money to send them to India. I'm not saying that there aren't medical conditions that will need medicine. There will be conditions that need medicine. But there will be conditions that will need to be rebuked and cast out. And the decision is going to be made by you. What condition are you going to take to Jesus and say, Jesus, if you're able to deal with this kind of gyphosis, deal with my condition. If you're able to deal with this bent back, deal with my arthritis. If you're able to deal with this kind of situation, deal with my asthma. If you're able to deal with this kind of situation of this old woman for 18 years, she was bent her back was bent, could not stand straight. And you put you stretched your hand, rebuked the infirmity and came out and came out and she was made whole. Even when the church leaders are not concentrating with the church leaders are, they were not happy, because they will always not be happy. There will always be people who not be happy. When you are healed, there will always be people who not clap when you're happy. There always be people who will suck when God does a miracle. Those will be there and those will continue to be there. But what is important is that are you willing to say, Lord, my kind of car needs you. My kind of, the way I am bent in this condition, I need you. I can actually see that this is not anything else, but this is the works of the enemy. And you've read the promise that you came to destroy the works of the enemy. Can you destroy these works in my life? That's what I want you to pick from today. There will be things in your family that are fresh, things that are contrary, things that have been going on for quite some time. Some of them, it's one year, others two years, others three years, maybe 10 years. For this woman, it was 18 years. And there are things that have stayed there. You have looked at them. Maybe people have given you opinions. They have told you what can be done. They have tried to give you solutions and answers. They have tried to advise you. But, 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 but what does Jesus have to say about it? If you took this condition and that situation to Jesus, what would he say about it? That is kind of my concern. If, if, if you took your marriage issues to Jesus, what would be his, his verdict? Would he actually say, yes, maybe you need actually a counselor not to break up, you know? you know? Or he would say this spirit break, cast out, he would cast out that kind of spirit. And so I do not know what kind of works of the enemy are flourishing in your life. But one thing I know is that he came to destroy, he came to undo, he came to dissolve the works of the enemy everything you can put a tag on and say this actually is the work of the enemy in my life this is the work of the enemy in my business this is the work of the enemy in my family we can't be killing each other we can't be fighting each other we can't be backbiting each other when we are born with the same father same mother we can't be thinking of even killing or maybe our mother or something like that it is the work of the enemy the moment you begin to target to to, to, to you begin to make that kind of conclusion that these are the works of the enemy then you invite Jesus because you know that he actually came to destroy to undo, to dissolve the works of the enemy and means that tonight as we pray the things that have exalted themselves are going to begin to dissolve in your life, they're going to begin to dissolve they're going to begin to be undone they're going to be destroyed So long as you're able to make that correct diagnosis, able to identify them and know that actually this is the work of the enemy, trying to flourish, trying to stand, trying to be able to make a point. Jesus, can you silence them? Jesus, can you rebuke them? Jesus, can you destroy the works of the enemy in my life? May God help us that we can make a distinction. We can be able to run away from the works of the enemy. The devil has seen. And continually has continued to sin. From the ages past up to now. And we know that the Bible talks about him. In John 8.44. Says you are the father of the devil. You want to do the desires of your father. He was warning them. That if you continue to sin. You are actually practicing. The things of your father. If you continue to murder, you continue to tell lies, it is the, the devil who has been lying from the past. And so you want to be like your father, you want you're imitating. And so people who continue to do the things that are contrary to God's word continue to perpetuate the works of the devil. And we see that in most times he's using actually his subordinates. The people who perpetuate his spirits, demons and, 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 and uh, doing witchcraft in offices, they are his subordinates. They are his subjects. They are doing his work. And so all of them, together with his father, they have to be dealt with. We don't only deal with the devil, we also deal with his subordinates, his agents. We deal with them. So may God give us strength tonight to be able to know and to understand that the enemy is up in his arms, to disorganize our lives. But Jesus has come to destroy such works of the enemy. And so every time we see works of the enemy flourishing, we are not doing enough to be able to stand and silence them. To be able to stand and to deal with them. And may God help us so that we can be able to take our positions as children of God, and to resist him, and to deal with his works, and to deal with his power. And to be able to succeed. Because he's with us. Praise the Lord. He will give us strength. He will give us the courage we need. Father, I want to thank you for every person that is listening, everyone that is on this platform. You know, there may be very many ways that the enemy has tried to exhort himself in their lives, in their circumstances. Hiding behind natural phenomenon, natural things that happen like accidents. Hiding beyond, behind the things, the storms, Lord, we saw you able to rebuke storms. You were not able to attribute it to bad weather. You did not attribute it to anything else. You were able to see the devil and you rebuked. You did not only see sickness, you rebuked sickness to live. You rebuked infirmity to live. So help us to understand when the enemy is hiding behind some of these things that have flourished in our homes and we have kept them and we have kept on massaging them and we have kept them oiling them, we have kept on watering them, allowing the enemy to continue to have an upper hand and labelling people with their sicknesses and their circumstances so that they can actually get to know that for them that's how they are. For them, they will never rise above that. For them, they are poor. For them, they are limited. For them, they can't do this. For them, they are sick, and that is the level which given them. Jesus, you are able to destroy the works of the enemy in every situation You solved. When it manifested as fever, you rebuked him. When it manifested as, as, as a bent back, you rebuked it. When it manifested in a man, you rebuked it. When it came to Peter, when he was, he was resisting your crucifixion on the cross, you rebuked the spirit that was behind Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan so help us to be able to identify these areas in our lives where the enemy exalts himself through the things that we see and we fail to recognize and we allow the enemy to thrive help us so that we can be able to stand against them that the works of the enemy will not flourish the works of the enemy will not stand in the name of jesus We rebuke the devil, we rebuke his works, we rebuke his schemes, we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every power that has stood and resisted your work in our lives. Lord, give us that victory that we need in the name of Jesus. When you saw blind people, you opened their eyes You rebuked blindness. Lord, rebuke every kind of blindness in the name of Jesus. Rebuke any kind of infirmity that has stood there for quite some time. Rebuke it, oh God. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We thank you. Cover each and every one in the blood of Jesus. Let your name be glorified. Let your name continue to be exalted as we resist and as we destroy the works of the devil in our homes, in our lives, in our workplaces. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.